Hello, I'm Tony Kerr and welcome to a special edition of the Guernsey Press Sport Podcast. Now, after that disappointing November night as the Siam Cup made its post-pandemic return at Foots Lane, Guernsey Raiders more than made amends last May. Jordan Reynolds' side beat their old rivals twice in a week to seal an unprecedented Siam double. The first of those wins, of course, coming on the road. Guernsey's first triumph on Jersey soil since 2007. Now, as the Raiders bid to repeat that feat and make it three in a row, I sat down with three of that 07 team to reflect on what it means to lift the cup in Jersey and how they did it that day. Jim Elliott, our position, uh, probably outside centre, but uh, at, least a, at least a handful of, uh, of Siren Cups, either at full back or on the wing. I think I played about 12 or 13, maybe, and won three. Not bad. Then Barry's tried prop. Uh, yeah, probably played played about the same. I reckon. I reckon it was thirteen, just going off the head then, and one three as well. Uh, Simon Shower, aka Simps, uh, played I think nine Siams and uh, one two. Only two. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> rubbing it in there. Rubbing it in. Um, and we're here, what will be on the verge of, of Guernsey going across to Jersey um, with two or back-to-back Siam wins in a row in the space of a week last season to the name, um, going for another win away. Um, I, I wanted, I suppose the whole reason we gathered you guys together is to look back primarily at what it's like to win in Jersey and, and particularly um, those years, 2007, 2008, and, and going there to win then. Um, who's best placed to kind of I suppose, talk through just the story of that match, first of all, and, and, and that win away. Well, probably Jim, because he's just watched the uh, video <laughs> video about five minutes ago. Um, but yeah. I'll, I'll give you a little bit of insight. I think I was new to the island only a couple of seasons before um, the sort of back-to-back. So I came in as a sort of fresh-faced uh, non-islander, and there was all this sort of, uh, uh, sort of history and legacy of you know, the Siam Cup. And if you'd never been in Jersey or Guernsey, no bugger's ever heard of the damn thing. <laughs> um, and, 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 and therefore, you know, I was sort of introed into this, um, you know, amazing, amazing cup. And um, it really does uh, beggar's belief when you're in the, in, in the sort of, uh, in the middle of it all. And um, it, it, it didn't take me t- too long to realise how important it was, important it was for all the locals. And not only the players, but also the supporters too, for both islands actually. And then Jimbo, the lates, you'll have to give a bit of history because you'll know it better than me. Well, that was my first season. So that was my first senior Siam. And I think I got a late call up because someone had gone out injured or whatever. But like, yeah. You were desperate. Yeah, must have have been. Uh, So yeah, it was all, the senior Siam setup was a whole new setup for me because I'd just been playing youth Siams before then. But I'd done like a season on and off the bench for the first. So I just thought I'll try and get in the squad and try my best and end up getting in. But yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's amazing. Like when you grow up with it from a kid and that's like basically the one of the two games that you have of the year. It's a, it's a massive event. So uh, yeah, it was exciting to get in on it. And yeah, just a special time really. Yeah, Jim, leading up to that um it's a back-to-back win. What had been the the sort of history, sort of the recent history before then? How how the sort of balance of the, the fixture gone, and, and what was it like as a as a Guernsey player kind of approaching it mentally? Uh, yeah, so I think probably started you know maybe ten years before these guys. So uh, the balance was very much in Jersey's favour. Let's put it that way. So my I guess my 
I mean, I would have played my first Siam over on the old, at least two or three on the old club pitch. And I don't know what the average scores are. I'm assuming they've got scores somewhere, but you know, it was, it was the done thing to, to lose by 50, 60 points every, every Siam. Uh, and that was ended in the 2005 uh, Siam, which was in Jersey. Uh, but without getting into too many of the details on that one, I know we're talking about the 2007. We won that on it with a particular set of circumstances, uh, being that Jersey only had 14 players for most of the, most of the games. We had <laughs> that uh, We had one or two players that were just exceptional players, and I wouldn't say single-handedly, but you know, it was just. Do you know what? It That's was... first time I've ever heard anyone say that they only had 14 players on the pitch for most of the game. <laughs> And all the Guernsey boys have always just said, oh, we played amazing. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it did help that one of them, got, well, whoever the, the Jersey second at the time got sent off, uh, I wouldn't say why he got sent off, uh, in retaliation to, uh, to something that happened allegedly uh, in the bottom of a ruck and uh, got sent off quite early on. And then, yeah, just, yeah, we had a couple of amazing players and it was just a, that was completely out of the blue. We got beaten by 40 or 50 or 60 points uh, for year after year after year. That happened and then it was just a one-off. And so that was in 2005. I don't know what the score was in 2006, but I'm sure it was back to business as normal, losing by 50 or 60 points. So going into 2007. No, it was closer than that in 2006. That's my, I think that was my first Siam, home Siam. Lost by 30, 30 No, I think points. it was like, it was... <laughs> 28. 28, no, it was like 28, 18 or 15 or something. Okay, I got it wrong then. I could, I could be wrong. Yeah, um, In my head it was. But I think going into that 2007 uh, one, both this one and Jersey were just, you know, were really starting to get uh, professional. Looking back at that, sort of the team sheet, they had sort of their, you know, it was the first time they were getting sort of proper, proper um, Pacific Islanders playing, paying players. Yeah. They were the league above us. But in terms of, I guess, the professionalism of their team, they were going places, and probably Guernsey was yeah was was just starting out. Uh, but I think of all the of all the well of all the sign wins, I think that was the one we were least likely to to win. So going into it, I mean, yeah, obviously you were aware of of what was going on in Jersey rugby. Those developments, did it feel like it was going to be a, a huge mountain to try and overcome? I think it felt like I think I, I certainly remember thinking, you know, you play a lot. It was very it was a lot. Both teams were quite amateur back then. But suddenly, I do remember them thinking, "Oh, these are guys have got you know, it, you know, New Zealand ex international, Tongan internationals." Suddenly, you look at their team sheet, and it's not just uh, you know, Jersey Wolves has some really good players, but you're just looking for the first time, going, "These guys are a lot bigger and look like professional." Well, that's scattering players. of uh, ex professional Southern Hemisphere players, isn't they? Nathan Camp at hooker. They had uh, um, what's his name? Latu at seven. Latu at seven. Uh, Latu in the second row. They had who was the centre twelve who played? He was a South African blonde haired chap. Uh, uh, oh yeah, I don't know. I can't remember what his name was. It's decent chap. I think he played Western Province or, or one of those. So they had a high caliber of player, and then a, you know the majority of the team were were Jersey boys who were also pretty decent themselves. Um, looking back at our setup against what their setup was, it was you know chalk and cheese um, in, in reality. Lates as a young player, did you have uh, what sense of you, did you have of, of, of how serious the side was going to be? That you're coming I knew up how serious it was. Like I said before, it was like uh, like as a Guernsey a Guernsey person growing up with it, and <clears throat> like it, it is the game. Like that, like as a as a back when I was playing youth rugby and Colt rugby, like that was literally one of your two games, maybe one of your three games in a year. So. It was always big. And I think I've said before, it's like, you know, we'd always paint our hair green or we'd do something just to get under the skin a little bit and they would do the same as well. So it was always a, it was always massive, no matter no matter what. But 
is um I was like just gonna say I don't think it really I think it quite helped us that we had a couple of like new faces in the or newer faces in the team like they sort of respected the Siam but didn't really know what jersey were like that would have been their first time again like the Geordies the camp patterns and the bars and that that Simon was like, yeah and the Simon <laughs> Charles and it was like they like, obviously respected respected the Simon's Cup and respected the team and that but not actually knowing that much about them probably had that you know that little bit of a confidence or that little bit of arrogance going into it and well that, like, we, weren't, we weren't carrying the legacy of you know yeah, exactly the yeah. last 15 years of loss yeah 100 percent. yeah so i think like maybe that from the players you know those players that come in there was sort of like a, a not relaxed view but it was a more like there was pressure on us because this is the old enemy and we need to beat them and we need to do this and they're like this is a sign and we respect it but we don't care who we are and we're going to go and do what we got to do basically and that's that's where you know just listening to these two that's just thinking then like maybe that was like the difference or one of the differences that helped us on that day you know and obviously Leighton's gone on to become a real folk hero here at Foots Lane for Raiders what was he like coming in as a as a young player what did you make of him oh he's big uh big, uh, <laughs> big, big yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, Manchild at that yeah, time. Yeah, Ben was just started calling me Manchild. Manchild, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, was, well, it was only another few years later you become Man Man. man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, still Man Man now. Yeah. So yeah. you were Manchild at that point. Yeah. Yeah, we, yeah. Did, we did have a few tours where, you know, um, Len, uh, underage, but no one would think that he would he was 15 or 16. So I remember, uh, so he'd been around at training for, for years. And so I think by the time I don't know how old you would have been in 2007. Was I was literally eight? 17. Were you 17? It was before they. It was just before they changed the front row rules that you had yeah. to be 18. So that was my first one, and I was 17. Seven, wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, you were a big 17-year-old. I was. Yeah. <laughs> well, didn't didn't the commentator at one point say that me and Roscoe were the bookends? <laughs> yeah, <they're laughs> the bookends of the scrum. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. He was big. I had a good player and a great player. Yeah, so yeah, a quite good little Who addition or big addition. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so just talk us through the build-up then to um, to going to Jersey for that one. What was the, what was the training like the couple of weeks before? Uh, yeah, it gets a bit heightened. Um, intensity builds, and that's more from the local. From memory, that's more from the local lads. Uh, sort of like really ramping up their their sort of uh, detail around things, and you know. Uh, intensity sort of rises a little bit. The, the weather's getting better, isn't it, in May? Well, it isn't today, but, you know, it, <laughs> it, it is usually getting better to, it, the sort of tail end of the season. So out training, no floodlights aren't on, using the sunlight, you know, it's a bit warmer. People are running around having fun. And um, and so well, I, I have fond memories of the um, the sort of the training sessions and the, yeah. the build-up to it. It, they, it, was, it was good. Yeah, there was a lot of chat. There was a lot of a lot of. There's probably a lot. I, I remember yeah. one specific bit of detail, which <laughs> is not for this uh, podcast for sure, but it involves uh, a certain but flatmate. You're, you're going to tell a certain flatmate. Podcast, anyway. it's, a real, it's about a certain flat, a flatmate of mine, and I actually, I actually remember um, uh, semi pulling my hamstring, trying to chase him down to punch him in the head <laughs> uh, for something he'd done the day before. Uh, the people who know will know, and uh, everyone else doesn't need to know. <laughs> yeah. But I, yeah, I think that 2007, I think we would have, I don't know if we went over the night before, we probably, when we were getting a little bit more professional, we started going over the night before the time, and then you'd have, you know, again, before before then, you didn't have, so this when Geordie was, I think John Colley was still coach, but he was yeah. coming in as more Yeah, JC was still there. Was coach, but more of a builder like you might have now yeah. with 
you know, pre-meeting, forwards meeting, back yeah. meetings, a whole sort of day of build-up. I used to absolutely hate it because it was, you maybe go over the night before, not sleep a wink, and then you have the kickoffs at three o'clock and you've got seven or eight hours of sitting around. <laughs> Hard work. To yeah, yeah, <laughs> waiting, for, waiting for the big game. And also in those days as well, it was when you had the junior Siams on beforehand. Yeah. And so I think there's also a little bit that's lost now. I mean, I don't know quite what the, the crowds are now, but back in those days, it was kind of like 5,000 people would turn up because you had... All, all the age pe- groups, yeah, yeah. all the age groups, all of the kids. Um, you know, there was all the kids sat around uh, the stadium. Everywhere was, you know, Packed. was absolutely chocker. I uh, had all the 18, 17 or 18 year olds, uh, Jersey kids there that always used to hurl abuse and bottles uh, of beer onto the, bi- yeah, onto the yeah, pitch. Yeah, no, so it was quite actually. Probably hit you playing fullback. No, I remember one of the guys. I remember it like, like it was yesterday, just saying, oh, "Number fifteen, you've got a shit haircut." And like, <laughs> shouting, hey, 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 yeah, that's about your haircut, not your big nose. Yeah. And every time I'm playing fullback, so you're you're at the back, you know, on your own with no one around, and whoever this jersey kept saying it, I had to admit, I did not still give it a bit back. Yeah, no, look round at the chest. Yeah, you used to get in jersey, I. Maybe I didn't pick it up in Guernsey, but you used to get proper sort of football-type abuse in, in Jersey. But you're so close to the pitch yeah. in Jersey. You're so it. close to the pitch. Yeah. Like, with... Well, even when in the old pitch, uh, it's quite close, but I don't... Like, when you're in Foots Lane, it's... You're not... There's just yeah, you're, no you're, distance. You're in it. Yeah. Like, you're in the thick of it, and you do hear everything. It's... And, uh, oh, and it is a great little atmosphere. Yeah, it's great. 5,000 people yeah. on the side of the pitch, and no-one's more than three or four metres away from the side of the pitch and the whole ground. Uh, so, you know, you get some, yeah, a pretty in, in, intense atmosphere. Yeah, real cauldron over there, for sure. Um, and then, what, let's just go through the, the, the day itself then. Um, yeah, you get there. You've done your, your classwork in the morning. Yeah. Um, get to the ground. Hello, bananas. Lucas <laughs> yeah. Aids. Piling bacon, up. Bacon roll. A couple of listeners. Yeah. yeah. Um, what was the what was the sort of atmosphere around like the uh, we were, and the group in the morning? I think we were pretty chilled. I think, yeah, we uh, well, I remember turning up to the I remember getting on the coach and then getting off it thinking, oh, I might have underdressed for this when there was all these people there because I was wearing flip-flops and Bermuda shorts. Because <laughs> this was before the squad had all full kit and yeah. stuff. You know, it, you know, if you wanted your kit, you had to buy it yourself and all that sort of stuff. So you that come was straight happening. from Barbados. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> and, um, and so I think we had a, had a calmness about us, but a belief that we, you know, within the team, we, we knew we had good players and, you know, we didn't really know too much about Jersey in their, you know... Uh, which players were going to be any good or anything, and so I think we had a had a self belief within the within the actual squad and the team itself and the key players, you know. But when you go away to Jersey, as we know, and as I know now after playing quite a few, it it, it is a hell of a cauldron to sort of uh, get in there and you're getting booed as you run out oh, and yeah. Uh, booed when you sort of well they're above you as well as you come yeah. out, out of that stand they've got the balcony full of the uh, the committee and the <laughs> and having a haircut ridiculed don't forget yeah that. <laughs> they're mean over there they're mean yeah. Um, but, and yeah talk us through the, the story of the match then how did it play out uh, well we won didn't we <laughs> <laughs> job done sorry sorry it's been nice chatting well uh, we were just talking before the match and I'm really pleased that Jimbo managed to watch it beforehand because he's got a few of the stats but uh, and he was saying, all I remember about the game and, and Jimbo, I won't take Jimbo's thunder, but uh, defence was the, the the key thing for that game. Uh, we didn't really play much rugby. Uh, and as I'll say to any team today, defence will win your games. Like, it helps to win tries, uh, to get tries, but defence will win games. And if there's ever a game to uh, put that to the test, it was it was certainly that game. I remember the press out cut after the game when we'd come back 
and it, I think it was the, the title on the back of the paper was Guernsey Granite, wasn't it? No, the jersey comes up against a wall of Guernsey Granite. Well, it was there. And I remember about for a month after that, I didn't buy a pint of beer in the pub in Guernsey. Oh. It was amazing. I think the doghouse hosted us for like three <laughs> nights in a row. I think it was like, yeah, we got all this food up there. I was like, sound, I'm there. Um, and yeah, loads of beers. And like you said, it was just, it was sorted out for so long. It was good. Anyway, going back to the game, Jimbo. Yeah, so I'm the expert uh, only because uh, I watched the you highlights. Your memory. I watched the highlights on, uh, I watched the whole game, well, skimmed through it on uh, YouTube about an hour and a half ago because I haven't seen the game. I've never seen the game before. Uh, I never watched it again. Uh, we did actually get, we'll get DVDs of it and I've never did got we? around to watching it. Mm. Yeah. Um, anyway, so now I'm an expert because I've just watched it. Uh, and it was, how can I describe it? It was, yeah, there wasn't a lot of rugby played. And I think it's one of those classic games where... It was a sunny day. It was a hard it was, yeah, it was nice. It was, nice it was a nice day. It was packed. Uh, but it was one of those classic games where I think, you know, on paper, Jersey were much better team and they probably knew they were a much better team and played in a few games over the years against teams that are a better team and you do get and I'm sure Guernsey's fallen into the mindset as well you feel like you can just throw it around yeah, and the, the victory will come and what happens in those games is the more they throw it around and you know there's a knock on here there's a forward pass there there's a tackle there's a turnover and then the clock ticks and the clock ticks and I think the story of the first half um again, having seen it very recently, was Jersey throwing around, not, it just not quite working out for them, like uh, not a lot of loose passes, a lot of relying on their, you know, on their big cares, lots of great defence from, uh, from Guernsey, and, uh, and then Guernsey scoring with uh, Jordan right at, the, Hell of uh, a try. At, right at the end of the game, so the end of the half, yeah. uh, after 14 minutes of, we'll come on to the, the, <laughs> the added time in a minute, because that's a funny story, <laughs> uh, 14 minutes of, uh, of added time on the second half, and we scored, uh, Jordan scored pretty much in the corner, and we, uh, uh, Nick Barton converted, we were 7-3 up at half time after, I think that might have been the only attacking move we had in the entire, entire half. Make count. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, probably the, yeah, the highlight of the first half, mm -hmm. uh, Apart from the try was uh, uh, the incident with uh, Dave McGall uh, face being rearranged, which will probably let the front row tell that, that story because it's a funny one. Yeah, well, Lakes wasn't on, but I was on. Well, that was uh, my opportunity. Yeah, you came on there yeah. after, didn't you? But Because uh, I, I, I was playing loose head, my head's not in the mix, really. I, I'm sort of, you're kind of on the side, uh, for, if that makes sense. So uh, we had a scrum to start. The whole thing started with a, we did a random scrum. And then, uh, and I think Lawrence, Lawrence Hill Tout, he might have. They might might not want to name drop him here. Might, <laughs> might, have, might have been a little bit of foul play against, uh, I think it must have been Kempy at the time. It must have been Kempy. And, uh, and then I think Kempy must have told Steve O'Brien, their captain at the time, who was playing fullback. And Steve went, right, fuck this. And uh, next scrum, Steve. I, we went to pack down, and I'm like, Jesus, Steve, Steve O'Brien's come from fullback. Kempy's gone to fullback or in the centres, and someone's pushed him and pushed out to the back. To the backfield and uh um, it's coming to hooker. It's coming yeah. to hooker, yeah. yeah. So he's gone from fullback to hooker. That doesn't that would not happen today. And uh and then next thing you know, I think yeah, the scrum didn't collapse, just came up in a melee of everyone just punching everyone. Uh but I think what happened was Steve O'Brien dropped his bind, went to punch uh Lol, uh didn't didn't miss missed him and caught uh, Davy McGall, aka Onion, uh, straight in the, <laughs> the mush uh, and snapped his nose basically. Blood was everywhere. There's a bit of a scuffle. Uh, snapped his nose was an understatement. His nose, <laughs> yeah. his nose was, was folded no, yeah. across his, it was, his face. It was yeah. done. And, um, 
and Doc, Doc Andrews at the time, who was our club doctor, who we could probably sit all night and talk uh, of, uh, of classic stories about Doc, uh, said to Davey, there's absolutely no way, I would, I'd like to do a Welsh accent here, but there's, uh, you know, I can't. Because there's absolutely no way you're going back on Davey. He's like, he's got his nose, <laughs> he's literally, the tip of his nose has hit this side of his face. The other bit's hit the other side of the face, he's, yeah. and Davey's just like there, face is a mess. He's like, I've got to go back on. He's like, absolutely no way you're going in there, Dave. He's like, your nose is fucked. <laughs> and I was like, at this point, McGool, while he's on all fours, JC's like, uh, late to get warmed up. And I was like, in my head, I'm like, okay, but is Roscoe not going to go on first? Because he'd had more experience. Like, he'd been around a bit. And he's like, um, he's like, no, you're going on. And you just get on. And it was like the first scrum against Nathan Kemp. Yeah, decided, Kemp came back from he decided back it was safe at that point to come back. He's like, oh, yeah. A 17 year old. And I was like, cool. Yeah, yeah 17 year olds on, sort this out. And I was like, oh. And he goes, I don't care what you do today. All you've got to do is scrum and line out. And I was like, that's perfect. That's literally my game. Six I'll do it. Not a problem. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Uh, yeah, that was, it was just. So that mad. was in the first half. What, when was that? About. 30 in, I reckon. 30, 30 about, about 30 in. It was in, yeah. uh, again, having just watched the, the, the commentary, you can hear the rest commentary at the time. So it's a scrum. Uh, everyone, yeah, there's a bit of something happens. Everyone uh, pulls, pulls apart. And then actually, Simon, you walk over to the ref and Dave's on the floor with his nose facing, you know, two different, <laughs> different ways, blood everywhere. And, um, you know, you kind of say something along the lines of ref. What are you going to do about this? So you gentle think, advice. Yeah, yeah, yeah gentle advice. Um, I always like to have a ref. Oh, yeah, you hear the ref, ref, ref <laughs> the mic. Yeah, going like, going for the Jersey team. Uh, it wouldn't again. It wouldn't happen today. Saying something. I didn't see anything, but there's a little bit of blood on the uh, on that prop's face. So I'm not ruling out foul play, but just watch yourselves. And it was you know, <laughs> an understatement. You know, poor like, David's got his face completely mangled. It's just been a scrum, so it's only it's only one thing that could possibly have happened. Yeah, it's so like seen out of Stranger Things. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, but the, yeah, yeah, the ref seemed yeah. to think it was think it was okay. Uh, and yeah, and so that was that happened. Leighton came on, and we and suddenly we were went in at half time seven three up by some by some miracle. Yeah, yeah. And what 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 was going through your your head coming on in late? So obviously they saying you know your task on that day was was basically your game. Um, but yeah, you know, obviously the heart rate must have been. Uh, must have been up a bit. What was going through your head? Usually up. Don't worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> you can't see I'm quite red today. <laughs> That's not something. Yeah, literally, yeah. Um, I, I was quite, like, I'd played, like, I'd played that season. And I think, like, getting to know the boys in that season was good. It settled nerves, but obviously it's still really nervous. You just, you just sort of, like, it sounds like, it's cliche, but you just sink or swim, right? Like, you just got to go, I've got to do my best here. And if I don't, then I could be messing this up for everyone else. And like, luckily, I was able with, that, with the ability and strength I had at that time to hold my own enough to. Well, we went straight. First thing you did was straight into the scrum. Yeah, straight into the scrum, straight into. And the I remember being, I remember being a little bit worried because I was thinking, shit, he's gonna get, he might get monstered here, yeah. and this is gonna be well. Wasn't so worried about him and his confidence. I'm more yeah. worried about us losing losing the scrum. But um, luckily, you managed to hold hold your end up. Uh, he was, the biggest, he was the biggest player on the pitch by a mile. Yeah. So I wasn't <laughs> that worried about it. it you got like, you just got to get in there, eh? Like, there's no point. You can be worried about it, but it's not going to help anything. You just got to get in there and do your best. And if you, if I'd got, look, if I'd had like another two or three scrums, I'm sure JC would have been like, this isn't safe. Like, we're going to get Roscoe on. We, like, we have to. It's not fair. But I, I managed to hold my own and I played the rest of the game. So, uh, yeah, I must have done it all right. Do you know what I mean? So, uh 
yeah, it was nervous, but you just got to get on with it at the same time. So yeah, it's a good vote of confidence, isn't it? Yeah. And so you, you've got a lead in at half time. Um, unbelievably, can, yeah, unbelievably. Can you remember what was said in the dressing room? Oh bloody hell, mate! No, <laughs> no idea. Yeah. We were probably just in shock and all that we were, we were seven three up. JC wouldn't, wouldn't have said much. Nah, he would J- have been JC was a man of actions rather than uh, than uh, than than words. You know, if he was angry, he would have probably got down and made us made us do 150 press ups. He would have probably done a couple of hundred just on his own. Or just punch someone, put more the wall, or done so. And and I remember at that point where we was a sort of transitory period between JC and Geordie and a few other senior players. So we would have probably just, I can't remember exactly, but we'd have just spoken about what we needed to do in the second half, sort of within the units and, um, you know, hold on for dear life and and try and scrape a win. We Um, definitely knew they were coming for us. That was... uh, well, I remember, all I remember was they just kept on battering up Latu and oh. Kempi and, um, what was the second Rose game name? Um, the Tongan chap. The, he, I don't think V was playing in that was game. Was he not playing? No, he played Latu was definitely playing, wasn't he? he? Hendo would have been playing that one. I just remember Latu and Kempi just, they were kept on running them, one-up runners. And uh, for us, that was easy pickings. You know, they, what, you know, and they were a bit short-sighted in how they decided to play the game and then when they did try and play it they they just ended up um uh causing their own their own errors i think it was 70 it was i read it today it was a 70 percent jersey possession in the first half yeah there you are yeah. but the, i reckon back then they were sort of transitioning from what our game was which was like forwards oriented like they had just started moving into a, a more expansive game so they were still their strong point was their forwards like they had brennan shamu yeah yeah uh ken p yeah. Was Nobby playing on at Nobby Luz- was playing. Yeah, yeah, Nobby, they had Hendo. Yeah. Um I they, they had good players. Was um who was the who was was the tired prop playing for them? Brennan, it would have been Brennan. Brennan yeah. yeah. Brennan was playing, yeah. So they had they had good Tower players. was playing eight. Yeah. Trower, sorry. Yeah, Trower was playing eight. So they had they had good players. Second half, we'll move on from the half time talk because we can't really about it. Yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> Second half, I, I pulled my ha- my hamstring actually went in that second half early. The other half, the second yeah. half, no, the actual hamstring yeah. from from the uh, from the store we can't talk about. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so Roscoe came on for me. Yeah. So we had the bookends on at this point. You know, we were playing dynamic, open, running rugby at this point, <laughs> using our front row. Yeah, for sure. But uh, the boys did phenomenally well because there was a lot of there was a lot of scrums and there was a lot of lineouts. It did feel like and, 45 um, degrees out there for me. It was such well, a hot it, day. It, it and was a hot day. Hot, hot, hot day, hard track, and not, we, not yeah. so easy for the big boys. No. Yeah, and we went two tries up pretty early in that in that second half. Yeah, so talk, I can't remember the second try. It was Billy scored it, didn't he? Uh, yep. So it was a, uh, again, probably the only other time we got into their 22. Uh, it was a kick, kick to the corner and really just a simple catch and drive and... Over we went. Uh, and and over, over Billy went. And I think, I assume they had Bart's then. Nick Barnt got the conversion from pretty much on the... On well, Bart's that day was playing, what, set six? Six or seven. And kicked awfully all season. And then <laughs> somehow in the Siam, you know, the gods were looking over him because, you know, we had... Uh, well, Geordie's uh, try was in the corner. He kicked that, so it that was, was up the touch line. pitch, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. yeah. The second one and a couple of other penalties. It was in the far left hand corner, bottom far left bottom hand, bottom yeah. corner, and he, he was kicking that. these <laughs> goals. I don't know where he'd got his kicking boots from that day, but it was unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so that really just kept the momentum going in our favour. And, and and as that built, you could see Jersey were thinking, "Craggy, hang on, we're we're yeah. we're gonna 
we're on the verge of embarrassing ourselves. Yeah, and I think that that was definitely what what happened is they couldn't quite believe they were behind at half time, and then suddenly, you know, probably ten minutes into the second half, they thought. I mean, might have been they might have got a penalty, but it was fourteen. We had fourteen points, and and I think that you know that sort of slight desperation. Then they were really throwing it around. They were attacking from everywhere, and then again, when a bit of good defence here and there, there's again a few not more knock-ons, a couple of turnovers, and then the clock gets ticking. Um, then they did score a try. Did they score a try? I'm just myself with the score. Uh, I think they scored a try. 17-8, it looks like. Yeah, so they did score a try. Yeah, unconverted. Then, yeah, an unconverted try. And then we were probably about, you know, got to sort of 10 or 15 minutes before the end. And I think that's when the onslaught sort of really... Tapping goes from the Really pens. started. Geordie, mm. uh, we remember there was a... We'd end up turning the ball over in a rock of about... Oh. About ten or fifteen meters out from our own line, but yeah. Geordie was set back in the pocket, like underneath our posts, like directly in the middle of the edge. Dead ball out, yeah. And uh, it came back from was it TC playing nine for us then? It was, yeah. Yeah, yeah TC, TC had slung yeah. the ball back to him, and he just hit this absolute spiral like torpedo. It was amazing, and it, it was from it was from the try line. He was in the dead ball like the, but it was from there, and he literally booted it probably 50, 55 meters, it was good fifty odd meters, yeah, and it. And it was just like the biggest relief ever. And it took them quite, actually took them quite a while to get back in. But when they got back in, it was again, just like bodies on the line, like just going for it, like throwing everything at it. Like, yeah. but well, I remember DTE, Dan Taylor Edwards playing 12. He had an unbelievable game at 12 yeah. in the centers. Yeah. Uh, and he had pretty good technique. And every time they were running down his throat, he was just chopping them at the ankles. And I don't think they could believe that, you know, he was sort of like, he was probably like 80 kilos wet, wasn't he? He was, he was, he was say really slight, yeah. really slight, but he, you know, technically very able. And uh, I, yeah, he was unbelievable. Yeah, and again, it's, I think it's one of those, it happened actually, then it happened again in 2008, especially when you get, you get these big pro players and, you know, every now and again, it just maybe it's nearly always a Kiwi. Uh, yeah, they might run at them once, go, oh God, he tackled me, that little guy tackled me. I'll try it again and try it again and try it again. And it's just... But they also had BC that year as well, because that was BC's well, that was first 2008, year. wasn't yeah, it? So it was, yeah, it was, it was a repeat so they, of 2000. So they had yeah. BC at 10 this time, at, or was it 12, and then DTE. So they were like just tackling monsters, weren't they? Yeah. Just tackled anything. Yeah, so we got to, yeah, so we got to the last, I think the last 15 minutes of the game was sort of the, where, where that sort of the Guernsey Granite uh, tagline sort of stuck. Uh, because it was you know, it was ten or fifteen minutes of try line um, tapping out penalties um, result yeah result and every time they, you know there would be a turnover and then a kick back and then they'd fight their way back upfield then it'd be a penalty they didn't go for any didn't go didn't kick to the corner they didn't kick no. for for the post by that stage it was they got to get a try and then they had to get another try. Yeah. Uh, and I think that was, yeah, probably well, about What was the best. possession in the second half? That, that, one oh, that was another 60, 70% jersey, jersey <laughs> percent. Like I said, I think we only touched the ball twice in the game. I don't reckon we got uh, down into their 22 for maybe once or, or twice in the whole of the second half, in the whole 40 minutes. Like, that just says, like, we were stuck in our half for, you know. Oh, yeah, you see, <laughs> defence wins games. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it, yeah, it resulted in uh, uh, Nick Barn getting, he got yellow carded about five minutes before the end of the game and uh, diving on the wrong side of the ruck uh, and then getting an old school uh, uh, rucking by half, half of the Jersey team. You know, th you know in this day and age, it would have been a yellow card for, for Guernsey, seven red cards for, for Jersey. Yeah. Back then it was yeah. all... Yeah, it I was remember training with you guys in 2005 and I think it was like the first time they'd learnt about like the sack in the mall and Jim was like, I'll do it. And you were like, sound Jim, you can do it. And he just kept on pulling it down. And that was like the old school fashioned yeah. shoe pie as well. And that you were saying before, uh, 
the yellow card for uh, for Bart's, if uh, if it was this day and age, there would have been about four or five red yeah, cards for the uh, the old school shoeing that he got. Yeah, a lot of tap dancing on, on, <laughs> yeah. on Bart's back. Yeah. Um, and of course, we probably should mention Jimmy Reynolds as well. We played actually played uh, brilliantly that, that yeah. game. It was probably a thorn in. Oh, no, Thorne in Jersey, Jersey's side or, or yeah. finger in there, I wanted to Yeah, it wouldn't have been a couple of sides of his fingers. Yeah. Uh, no, there, there were no fingers in eyes, I don't think they are in that. In that Allegedly. Game. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> uh, I mean, where, where, like, when you're defending that deeply and you're kind of holding on, where do you find the resolve from? Is it, is it like a look at a teammate, you catch eyes and you, you sort of, you feel a bit of inspiration? I was sucking uh, <laughs> yeah. Luke Zay down my throat at this point, so I, I, was, I was in the cheap seats. So yeah. I'll have to let the boys... I just think that, you know, you're defending, you're defending, and you don't actually know what's going to happen. But like the Geordie, like when Geordie hit that kick. Hang on, Geordie, I thought you were going to say Geordie made a tackle there. <laughs> no, not a chance. <laughs> Jesus. Not with any arms anyway. Um, <laughs> no, but when, like, when you get those moments, like when he hits that kick and it goes like 50, 55 metres, yeah. and you get that sense of relief and you're like, cool, you know, do you know what? Maybe, like maybe just enough to keep you like... You, like we're in, like it's not going to happen. And then get to the last few minutes, and you realise they still got to score two tries. And you're like, right, surely they can't score two tries in like two or three minutes. Yeah, and I think probably the proudest thing for for that end of the game is that you know we could have, they could have scored a try, and we probably still would have won yeah. the game. Uh, but you know there was no one and again it was the same the same tap and goes tap and goes tap and goes and they couldn't quite understand why again with their pros as well they couldn't quite i think they must have thought well, i don't understand why we're not getting yeah, through, well, through here because it's you know it's going to break and and also you know it's been true of a lot of games teams you know a lot of that i mean we all sat here and we see each other we we're still mates now we were mates yeah, yeah. back then um so there is that sense of you know that that, that you know we didn't have you know, I know. I guess I know all that. You know, I still see, or there's a few of those guys that on that on that team uh, that have you know moved away from the island. But the rest of them, I've probably seen. Well, I see every week down here. You know, it, yeah. it's you know, there's that kind of camaraderie and not wanting to let people down. I don't think anyone wanted to let a tackle no, uh, a tackle slip that day. And obviously, you know, the years rolled on, and and you know, Guernsey sides went there and got got well beaten until uh, last year. Did you realise at the time at the full full time whistle? Obviously, you're not thinking about it, but was there a sense that you'd achieved something kind of slightly momentous and it was going to be a while before you might be able to do it again? Well, from a sort of new guy to the island, I, I remember people just running on the pitch and sort of high-fiving you and yeah. chucking cans of cold beer at you to sort of, you know, to celebrate. And um, at that point, I think it's... Uh, it, it was it was pretty obvious of what it meant to what it meant to everyone. And it's, you know, yeah, so it's always been it's, again going back to maybe the old days when they, you know, all the Colts would play on the same day. You'd get tremendous support. I mean, you'd get a thousand people, Guernsey people, watching those Siams because there were so many age groups there. They all stayed to watch the game. All their yeah. parents, all obviously the first, the seconds. I don't think the ladies well, that team was... were playing back then. So you'd have you'd have proper. You know, you did have you know you really did have great support. Those were the days when the Falaise was on the Sunday. Yeah. And I, if you're on the bench for the first team on the Saturday, you have to go and play for the, the Falaise on the Sunday. You second yeah. team. Yeah, you had to for the, sec, for the Guernsey second team at the time. And uh, I was on the bench for the first, so I'd played like well, 50 or 55 minutes for the first. And uh, Dave Wally was the coach at the time. And I just remember him coming up to... This is how I like, think it was. Dave Wally's won one or maybe two. And he said... He looked at me and I'm just like looking at him and he's like... You don't have to play tomorrow. He's like, you can go out with. He's like, you can go out with the boys because you may never do this again. Because yeah. that's how, like the 
old school mentality with them lot is like they didn't win many so like it may never happen again for you so he's like do not worry about tomorrow go and do what you have to do tonight with yeah with was, the and let me and tell you we did go out <laughs> yeah. we, <laughs> we went out to do, yeah. yeah we did go yeah. out it's uh and yeah then we went to that was good fun in the clubhouse in jersey on the sunday and we were playing spoof on that big table yeah with all the coins and just having the siam up on the balcony obviously they hated us but who cares um bit and, of a sing song as well yeah a bit of a sing song <laughs> just but led by david mcgall probably yeah, yeah probably not probably, definitely. Yeah, <laughs> sounding a bit nasally. Yeah, yeah. 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 But yeah. even though the two thousand and seven was like, I wouldn't say shock because it was a shock. That, but we'd won it in two thousand and five. But we, I think, we all thought in two thousand and eight we were like, right, here we go. They got a few new faces. Like uh, we were talking about the centre and that, and we thought they're gonna everything is coming in two thousand eight at home, and we were like. This is going to be a task. I don't think this podcast about 2008. Well, it's 2007, 2000. Well, you can roll into oh, okay. it, right? Yeah, you yeah, can roll into it. But, like, I, I think yeah. 2008, we were expecting, like, like, we were still going in there confident, but I think we were expecting, like, it to be everything thrown at us. Oh, we had a far worse team in 2008. And a far worse team. <laughs> and we ended up winning, what, 36 nil? I wasn't 36 nil. It was 36 nil. <laughs> no, it was not. We, we didn't nil. Oh. No, sorry, that was two, uh, 23, uh, 22, 13. Mm-hmm. The 36 now would be nice. They're playing with those. You've taken a couple of knocks there. <laughs> <they? laughs> <laughs> anyway, that was, a, that was, I thought that that was a good performance because we were expecting them to, like say, throw the kitchen sink at us. And, well, I think they did. Well, they did. And uh, a lot of set, a lot of, set of, of Islanders, that's what they threw. Yeah. yeah sure. Was that V's first one potentially? Yeah, yeah it would have been playing net eight then. Yeah. And the 13, who they bought over, was it? Yeah. Well, I can't, you play. Someone like that. It was unbelievable. He, you know, and he'd been scoring tries for fun in their league. Yeah. And uh, I think you might have been playing 13 that day, Jimbo. I was playing 13. Yeah, Steve O'Brien was then playing 13 okay. as well. So I think that other guy was, was 12. 12, was he? Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Just, you know, when you guys look back on it now as you, as you are, um, what does it mean to you to have experienced that and, and won as a, as a Guernsey player in Jersey in 2007? Um, I think you just look back at it with, with very fond memories and maybe, you know, the win's the win. But again, I can look back at the, the, the team over there and all those guys are my friends. Uh, yeah, I'm not saying yeah. they wouldn't be the friends uh, if we hadn't won, but it's something you get to, you know, you get to share um, you know, with your mates and we get to talk about, and, you know, when we, when we get together, which is quite often, actually, uh, you know, you can always reminisce. Uh, and again, it came off the back of a, you know, a culture of, of, or certainly for me, having played a bit before these guys, of always losing, always being the underdog. And probably more than any of the other Siams, that, 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 that 2007 might have been, you know, the biggest sort of underdog story. And actually you hear it on the commentary right at the end of the game. I'm not sure who was commentating uh uh, commenting on, or, or commentating on the game, but the commentator says something along the lines of, you know, I don't think anyone gave Jersey a chance here, and I certainly didn't. Or so Guernsey a chance, and I, and I, and I certainly didn't. Yeah. Um, yeah. Lates for you, where does it rank? Oh, this is my first one, right? It's probably it's my favourite sign that I've won. But like Jim said, you know, we've all played through like. Like it sounds like we sound ancient, but like we played through generations. People like I played in 2018, where we had a younger group of players where I wasn't playing with these two, and I played in 2007 and 2008 with these two, and I've played in times where I've lost and been immensely proud, and we put up a good a good fight and stuff like that. But yeah, 2007 is my first time. It's, I think it will always be up there with my favourite. You know, 
Um, well, you were paid one 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 by then. And then yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 um, but to have experienced that in terms of what you've experienced on a rugby I pitch? I think just echoing what uh, Jimbo said, it's, uh, I look back on it immensely fond memories, super proud of uh, what we achieved that day and obviously backing up in 2008. Uh, and it's one of those things that, you know, no one, no one can take away from you. So, uh, you know, whenever we're sort of down here having a beer, uh, we've got that to sort of have a chinks to and, uh, and enjoy. Yeah, fantastic stuff. And you guys are all going over, um, yeah, for the for the game away, for the Vets game this time. Well, just before Lakes was saying he was getting the boat, but the boat didn't get until uh, <laughs> quarter past 11 and the game kicks off half 10. So I'm not quite... You're just playing second half, Lakes? <laughs> uh, I might have to just book my flights to be... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be a good idea. Maybe I can convince Jim to take his rib. That'd be <laughs> great. <laughs> well, at the minute, we're, we're still, as always, a month out from the Siam or whatever it is. We're um, Cam Crane, who's the new... Uh, He's got the the sort of poison challenge. Yeah, the poison, poison challenge. That's <laughs> yeah. captain. It's more of an admin sort of uh, role, to be honest. And uh, we've got about 11 names on the team sheet at the minute. And I said to Jimbo the other day, I said, Jimbo, I'm not sure we're going to... Uh, it was over beer, wasn't it? Well, I said, Jimbo, I don't think we're going to be playing this year. And he says, don't be fucking stupid. We've got 11 names on the team sheet a month out. That's better than we've had in the last decade. <laughs> <laughs> so there'll, there'll be a few people, you know, creeping out from behind the... Uh, Just let me know, because the boat's cheaper than the... Uh, than the flight so if I get a quarter past 11 we don't play perfect <laughs> and actually I have to look at that team sheet you'll see you're probably 7 or 8 9, 10, oh, 10 people on the team sheet we'll have played we'll play in those games yeah. and we'll play against the same same people that we were playing about yeah. back then so it's slightly less pr pressure um, uh, well, and less pressure well it is less pressure there's but no I'm pressure. not yeah <laughs> I still, I still get this it's, 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 it's still for me it's still a Siam still a Siam yeah. day it doesn't matter what you know team you're you're, 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 you're playing. Oh, there you go. There's, you're the, there's the green blood. I still get, you know, yeah. it's, still a, it's still a time. Maybe, yeah. Um, Didn't you play for Jersey the other year? Which is just disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, you yeah. Have to put an explicit tag on this now, I think. Well, when we were beating Jersey by 60 points, I thought it would be a good idea to go and play for Jersey. I didn't see when we lost, I didn't. By, lot, I lost When we lost by 85 points last year, I didn't see any Jersey guys coming to play for us. <laughs> despite that they had 43 people in there. Remember team. that, mate. Yeah. Remember yeah. that. Well, there we go. <laughs> um, and just finally, yeah, obviously, it was different circumstances now, perhaps, but um, still like super special week last year for, for, for Guernsey to, to win yeah, twice in a week. I mean, amazing. Unprecedented. Um, they'll go over again to try and make it three in a row which I'm not sure has ever been done or if it has been it was Don't probably think like so. I can't have been, uh, no. it was before the Magna Carta was signed probably yeah. Um, <laughs> what um yeah what do you make of the, the the current side the current squad you've got and and, and the chances this year ah, look, I, from you know the the squad and players and the setup we've got now is uh the best it's ever been yeah uh in terms of the squad playing squad there'll be some injuries as there always are so there are things that Geordie and the, the coaching squad and physios will have to just overcome. That's rugby, isn't it? It's a contact sport. Uh, undoubtedly, we go over there as favourites just because of the uh, quantum difference in, in league uh, stature. And quite frankly, we should, we should put one on them again. Uh, and it will only be uh, down to our lack of Agreed, enthusiasm yeah. and uh, effort that we don't win. 
because we should, should certainly do so. There we are. Put it on tape now. Any thoughts from you guys? Just no, on I what? totally agree with that. I just think uh, it's on us, basically. Um, you know, from what I'm still quite close with some of the current squad and stuff, and uh, you know the games that they have been losing, they've been saying it's their their own mistakes, basically. So if they can if they can cut those mistakes out and crisp up on everything, and like Simon said, there's uh, there's absolutely no reason that we can't put it on again for uh, another year. And I say. Well, we can keep doing it because you just don't know when it's going to uh, no. turn around and you're going to get those years from 88 to 95 or 95 to 2005 yeah. or even 2008 to 2018. Oh. So just keep sticking it on them the, the, and enjoy the droughtful, it. The droughts will return. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you got to just enjoy them. As, yeah, uh, 100%. You know. yeah. I, think, I think just coming down here watching the, the team that play now, I mean, I'm in absolute awe of, you know, the skills of those players. I mean, again, it's, you know, sort of... It's, just, it's, it's a decent team. standard. I mean, it's such a good standard yeah. now, you, you know, uh, so professional, so drilled. And again, you know, if you watch the back of that 2007, it's just sort of scatter, held skeletal rugby. There's no systems, there's no pods. It's just, it's just raw, lots of dropping the ball. And, you know, you come down, to, come to here or you go to, you know, we go to Jersey in a, in a month's time, you know, there'll be some fantastic rugby on display. Yeah. Uh, from both teams. Because yeah, Jersey yeah, have got a decent squad. Yeah. From, from both teams. And, yeah. you know, real privilege, I guess, to watch that kind of level of rugby, in, you know, in our small rugby club. Fantastic. Well, it's been a pleasure to, to chat and reminisce, guys. Um, best of luck in the Vets contest uh, in a couple of weeks. Late, so you make it in time for kickoff. Yeah, but <laughs> if I don't, I'll definitely make it there for the drinking. No doubt about that. So uh, that's been fun. Uh, yeah, we'll see you soon. Right, Cheers, thanks. Thanks. See you soon.